hey man, we should have somebody run up in here now, reenacting like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that would be perfect. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Or it'd be one of the things where people always say baby fucking around and it really go down a second time. I'm like, oh shit. You ever have anybody accuse you of faking something? All the time. Really? Phone taps are fake. You know what I'm saying? Like the phone taps that I do, oh, are those fake? Like, really? like yeah. Especially early on. I've been in radio long enough where it was a lot of shit before actual, you know, um, YouTube and you mm. know what I'm saying? So a lot of the stuff I would get questioned on. I still, Adam, I still have a uh a joke that I did with Be Real from Cypress Hill mm-hmm. for April Fool's Day. We did that shit like 20 years ago. Okay. People still put it up. And, and what was it? It was us having a fist fight on air. Oh. And to this day, people are like, man, I, it, it, it pop up every probably three to six months. Wow. Every time. Even when we did it, that, that the year we did it, we planned it, we were going to do it, so on and so forth. When we did it, it sounds so real on air. And pull it up when you get a moment. Okay. It sounds so real on air. That his homies was coming to get me, and my homies was coming to get him. So everybody pulls this up, and they're like, "Man, big boy, be real." To this day, yeah. To this day, it's like, man, you gonna be real cool, like what the (laughs) fuck. And it seemed like every six months, somebody had like uploaded again, Mm. and we got to put it out. There's like an old viral like Jay Z clip that always comes out where he like mushes a girl's face, and I think, and it's but it's from like an old movie. I forget which movie, but it's it's not something that actually happened. But you don't think of Jay Z as an actor. So it's hard for people to conceive And people regurgitate it. shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, man, look at this. Because I know I still look at stuff. I just saw something where Tyler, the creator, uh-huh. gets tackled on stage with Gucci Mane. That was fake? And I, No, it wasn't oh, fake. Okay. But I'm looking at this like, damn, what the hell happened? And I'm like, right. oh, I got to see what's up. And that shit was for like four, five, six <laughs> years ago. I'm about to put it up like, oh, man, we need to put this out. I you was know? thinking that at first, too. But then I realized that Gucci was clearly like 100 pounds more than he is right now. But, you know, we don't even look for all those receipts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, isn't that you, funny that we're so trained to catch the fake shit now? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know what's crazy? Now I look at shit, man, and I'm like. I don't believe nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even when, when your situation went down, the first thing people think was, oh, it was set up. Mm-hmm. You already got such great shit established mm-hmm. that I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't really see you where you sat down and said, hey, man, this is what we're going to do. Right. You, know, you, know you know already what? had the viewers. That... That's some shit I would do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like That's something I would do. Like, man, how do we get up to like 900,000 people looking but at us? But that had crossed our mind before where someone was like, yo, we should do a, a fake video where somebody comes in and steals your chain. And I right. was like, I don't want to encourage any bullshit because, you know, then people might start thinking, is that really a good idea? The only video that we ever really faked back here was uh, Fat Boy. SSE yeah. dumped a soda on my head. And he does that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And we look at that and, and we know. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We we know that that's how, how he get down. But mm-hmm. but yeah, everything we look at now, everything is is it is it fake. You, you know, know? I, I read the craziest sentence just on your Wikipedia, and I'm sure this is old news to your hardcore fans, but when it just says that Big Boy came in the game as a bodyguard yeah. for Far Side. Yeah, man. And I yeah. was like, holy shit, that's some rare hip-hop yeah, history man. right there. I was a bodyguard for Far Side. I was out on the road with Tupac, everything. You know what I'm saying? But Far side was like my group those were the ones that we came i came up with those are the guys that i looked out for i was you know a martial artist over 400 something pounds you know what i'm saying and i had a level head so when we, it was time for us to go out i bodyguarded the far side so you were just a kid who was into martial arts growing up in yep. la yeah okay. yeah into a lot of shit in la <laughs> you know what right, i'm saying yeah but it was like i always wanted to be around entertainment uh-huh and so when i saw an opportunity you know paul stewart djp uh-huh 
Paul Stewart was one of the guys that was putting everybody on, like Cypress, and and you know he was working with Coolio and everything. So Farside was like his find as well. Okay. And so when it came down to the Farside had some situation in New York where certain certain things happened. So they was like, man, next time we go out, we gotta we gonna take some people with me. So mm-hmm. they they took me and another dude by the name of Seal. I was like the level head. And still was like the time bomb. Okay, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but but yeah, that, those those are my guys, man. To this day, right? You know what I'm saying. To this day, bro. And, and you know what's crazy is that Far Side is still relevant in the sense that on the new Juice World album, he samples Running, a, and people are like, you know, going back and being like, oh, like the young kids are like, oh, that's that's this song. You know what I love about that too, man, is that when you do get people that keep keep our our homies rele- you know relevant mm, as well you know what i'm nice, saying it's right? not cheesy and it's not you know because we get so many people that's talking shit now you know what i'm saying that when you do see somebody especially like juice world that go right you know what i'm saying and and that understood and understands what that history is too you know right. what i'm saying even if it was somebody that brought up uh, you know the producer even just brought it to him you right. know what i'm saying and he didn't quite know what it was who knows you know what i'm saying but just to go ahead do his homework or find or pay homage or just keep it on there that shit is dope as hell to me because once in a while as as a guy who's seen so much in hip-hop do you ever feel like sometimes i, I know it's kind of cliche but you see the history of hip-hop not necessarily being recognized by the new generation and it feels like sometimes they just don't give a shit and then when you see sort, certain songs or samples making comebacks like even tribe called quest i feel like it's had like a resurgence mm-hmm. over the past year when you see de la soul dealing with their yeah. uh, issues with the label and people actually care and are going yeah. out of their way to help in the situation how do you feel the the younger generation is doing in terms of their reverence of the culture that you grew up you know with? what man i'm i'm just you know at one point when we were the younger generation there's probably some people that looked at us and say oh man they're not taking care of it mm. oh they're not giving us such and such you know because i've been in the game long enough where i've seen the new school mm become the old school. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I remember Nelly going at KRS-One. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Who's this Nelly Yeah, yeah. And, and so now, I just feel like, you know, of course now that, you know, I'm up on the upper end, I'm 25 years in the radio, you mm. know what I'm saying? Probably day one, damn near hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? I I wish that we took care of it a little bit more mm. and, and cherished it for what it was because you don't see, like, a lot of the the rock heads saying, "Oh man, fuck Aerosmith," or fuck, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying. But and not that it's it's straight fuck, but we I, I'm starting to see a little bit more disrespect. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. And I think we, because we getting a little bit more, you know, removed from from what we called, you know, like the the Mount Rushmores and you know the hip hop heads and and the guys that really put it on. But I mean, it's it, it's a sign of the time too. You know what I'm saying. It's it's up to us to continue to educate in a certain way where, you know, we don't want to be somebody's parents. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You got to sneak the message in sometimes. And then when I do interviews, there's people that I speak to and I say, okay, they get it. Mm-hmm. But my job isn't to just beat you over the head with all this fucking hip hop knowledge and shit. Right. Like my job is I got to be just enoughs. Right. I got to handle all the enoughs. I got to be, you know, today enough, yesterday enough, hip hop enough, funny enough, culture enough, black enough, Latino enough, mm. this enough, you know, so I got I got to handle all the enoughs. Okay. Very, very interesting. I'm very interested to talk to you about your interview style and how you mm-hmm. perceive yourself in that way, but let's just talk a little bit more about, okay, so the Tupac connection. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when you met him or how, how yeah. that, that was being yeah, on the man. road and stuff? I remember just, I, I knew Pac before I got into like radio and everything, man, because a, a partner of mine, his mom was a uh, active in the Black Panthers as well. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So anytime I would see Pac, it was away from, you know, away from 
the I get arounds and Brenda's got a baby days. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it was early on. So once I got into a little bit more of taking care of like the far side and rolling, you know, then that's when the, you know, the I get around and the Brenda got a baby Pac was going, you know what I'm saying? Right. You know, pre-death row. A little bit more fun. Yeah. People yeah. forget about the stages of his career. Yeah, man. And just seeing, you know, what, what that felt like and, you know, and, and knowing, you know, people go to Pac now and a lot of people go to Pac and I love that, but it's posthumously, which is cool. You know what I'm mm. saying? But Knowing and seeing Pac, I knew that Pac was already a star. Mm. I knew that he was a revolutionary. I knew that he was very intelligent, bro. You know what I'm saying? I knew a lot that people had a chance to kind of get after Pac passed. But I knew how intelligent. I remember one time, Adam, we were uh, in, in Seattle, Washington, right? And the far side, it was like this radio show. And after the show was over, we all had to get into one van. Pac, mm -hmm. his his uh, transportation wasn't there, so we was like, "Oh, Pac, get in with us." Pac was huge still at this time. You know what I'm saying? It, and it was before Death Row on the Blow. This is a uh, I get around, and you know, like girls loving Pac. Right. So thirty thousand people at this show. We get Pac in the van, far sides in the van. So we got the two headliners in the van. We're rolling, and the girl that was driving, she must have been so like, "Oh shit, this is Pac." That traffic was bad. Pac told her. He said, pull over to the other side and drive against traffic to get us out of here. Okay, Pac, she pulls over, starts driving. Police are like, what the fuck? They pull us over. So while we're sitting in the van, I'm trying to tell the police officers, hey, I got the headliners. This is Pac. This is this. this. They're not trying to hear shit I got to say. So Pac is in the van, and he fires up this joint, right? And right when he fires up a joint, there's a little girl that's looking into the van. You can see us. Uh -huh. And she said, oh, and then Pac put his hand out the window, and he touched her. And he pulled her in and he said, hey, he said, you saw me doing something that you shouldn't have saw me do. He said, this is a secret between you and me. And the girl was like about nine. And I remember she was looking up like, you know what I'm saying? But watching him have that moment with her and what that meant. And it probably meant a lot to her then because I could tell by the look on her face. But remove that now to where she is now. Uh-huh. She probably remember that story the same way that I'm telling this story. But I remember the moment that he had with her. Right. And how special that was and how it was just one-on-one. -on -one. And there's times when I reflect back to that when I get a moment with somebody where if, if somebody see me, oh, you see me tripping or you see me in a such and such. You know, just, just had a, he had a moment with her. Uh -huh. And I enjoyed watching shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Just moments, you know, and taking little pieces and like, man, you know, and, and you you... Whatever you're doing in life, it starts to build your character as well. Uh -huh. And watching how certain artists treat people made me treat people a certain way. Really? You know what I'm saying? Because I was already a human being before I was big boy. And I saw a lot of human being shit before I got on. You seem like a very, very humble person. I'm Ida son, bro. What's that? Ida son. That's the way my mom oh, raised okay. me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that that's me all day. I'm Ida son before I'm big boy. I'm Ida son before I was Kurt Alexander. You did know you, what I'm did saying? Did you ever feel as if you went through time periods where you were struggling with that, where your ego started to consume you? I hope not. I don't think so. You know what I'm saying? Jose, bring me something to drink. No, just playing. No, just yeah. <laughs> Can you bring me something to drink? Can, can no, you tell no. Chris to give me my phone? Yeah, as long I, as we're ordering people around, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I, I don't think so, man, because you got to have people that can, you know, I'm not going to take any shit, but that's as a human being. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's not, I'm not going to take no shit because I'm big boy. Right. It's because I'm a human being. You know what I'm saying? But I've always been, I mean, I work. 
You know what I'm saying? I work. I'm a dad. I'm a husband. I'm a brother. You know what I'm saying? So I'm a human being first, you know, and you got to care about people because no matter what I do in radio, if I'm big boy from this radio station, you uh -huh. know, a big boy from, you know, from from Power 106 and big boy from Real 92.3 and big boy from iHeart and all that, I'm I'm a human being first. Right. So if I wasn't big boy from the radio, then if people like me and I'm cool, whatever, I'd be the cool ass janitor if I was a janitor at the school. I'd right. be the cool ass construction worker, you cool ass teacher. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna be who I am anyway, no matter what it is. I just add water and I grow into whatever the fuck I have to grow into. Before you were ever on radio, so were you, did you always have the gift of gab prior to, were you always a talker? Very much so. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Very much normally so. Normally, security guards aren't supposed to be the talkers. Yeah, that's that's why I didn't last <laughs> long. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, that's why you know how when you're sitting there, you're like, man, I could do this shit. You mm. know what I'm saying? So, now nah, I always been not like the look at me. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not that's not even how I got into radio. Mm -hmm. It wasn't look at me or I could do this shit. I just always enjoyed people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I wasn't the 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 overweight fat guy that was. You know what I'm saying? I was very you know, good in my skin. I was cool as a motherfucker. I wasn't, you know, being punked out. I just always had fun. And mm -hmm. I always liked being around people. So when I got into radio, it was like, you know, like, damn, I could talk to people and make do a, do a living off of this. And radio was the first real job I ever had in my life. Right. You know what I'm saying? So at I came age? from, I got into radio at like 23, 24 years of age. Okay. And that whole time, you know, it was other shit that I was doing that, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That, that, you know, I, I, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm kid, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, so when I got into radio, I was like, like, dude, this is an easy fucking hustle. That you know, that's a, what that's it a was. a weird moment when you're like, so I can just be myself and yeah. talk about stuff? And it was a hustle because I had to be a hustler my whole life. Mm. So I was like, wait, they pay you to do this? And you can, you know, I'm like, man, fuck this. I'm never letting this shit go. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's why I do what I do because I'm motivated by fear as well. I've been homeless. I've mm. been broke. I've been, I've been everything under the sun, bro. Really? When you were young or have you been on a consistent upward trajectory since you got into this Upwards now. Right. Upwards. You know what I'm saying? It's it just, you know, growing up, it was my mom, seven kids. You know what I'm saying? Our dad wasn't around. My mom worked hard. But, you know, you get on these slippery slopes when mm. things happen. You know what I'm saying? My mom wasn't in drugs and there wasn't men around. It was just her with seven kids trying to do the best for us. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we did get behind. We got homeless. We lived in a mission. You know, we, we were on the street. We were living with other people. But those kind of things, too, Adam, man, those things, they really ground you. Right. And they really get you to where you really start taking care of, you know, you and yourself and your family and realize, you know, what structure is and what I got to what I'm learning and what I'm teaching my kids as well. Right. You know? Yeah. Because, I mean, there's always that temptation when you really think about it. The, the worst things that happen to your life are your defining moments where yeah. you sort of realize who you want to be. Yeah. Teach you character, too. Yeah. You when you're doing saying? your best, when you're at your highs in your career is almost like. I, I get like a little bit of a, a second sense that I shouldn't trust how I feel right now yeah. because I never want to drink my own Kool-Aid. I never really want to believe that I'm the yeah. shit, even if I have a moment where it feels like I'm the shit. Right. And you know what I do sometimes, man, is that I'll sit in the car or I'll be on, I'm on air and I'm like, yes, I said, then I'm like, damn, I'm like, people are listening right now. Mm. That's crazy to me to this day. It's right. still crazy that people say, audience. can I get a picture with you? Mm. That's fucking crazy to me, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even sitting down, Saying, hey, big, like even rolling up here today, it's crazy that people want to talk to you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, or somebody that does the show, 
Like, you're on my calendar. And I know I got to come. Oh, man, I got to get with Adam. It trips me out that people, I'm on their schedule. Right. You know, like, no, oh, I mean, got to go do Big Boy tomorrow. Doing this podcast has just been that over and over and over. It's like, holy shit, I can get Master P to talk to me. Yeah. Somehow, I figured yeah. out a way. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> telling you, bro, people fuck with you, though. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> and that is so shocking. And the bigger that my shit gets, the more... The, the more weird it feels just in the sense of like, I, I, you know, feel kind of baffled that YG asked me to go to the studio the other day and wants to do like a project with us. You yeah, know, man. that that's just like, I don't feel like I should be getting that level of respect. But you know what it is too though, fam, is people gravitate towards you because there's no bullshit veil in front of you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? What you know, you know, but you got your hand on some shit before we even have our hands on it. And people trust you. You know what I'm saying? And it's not like this exploitation bullshit. You mm -hmm. know, I remember the first person that really put me on to you was uh, was Travis, Travis Barker. Oh, wow. That's and awesome. And Travis was like, and I was like, man, and then I just went into what they call the rabbit hole. I'm just mm -hmm. looking at your shit like, what? And then what I do, and I'm going to tell you straight up, and I, I, you probably didn't grab this when I saw you in... Uh, Wherever we at for Kanye thing. I saw you at the Kid, was it in Wyoming? Kid Cudi oh, album okay. release. Okay. Yeah. I did see you in Wyoming, but I didn't get a chance to talk to you. But then we but met each other at the Kid Cudi I thing. Take my, I take a lot of temperature from who you have on. Right. When I see something that you have early, I'm like, okay, I got to watch this shit. Uh -huh. And then I know in a month, two, three, six months right. that that person's going to pop. But do you, do you love that? aspect of your job still is going down the rabbit hole and like looking into somebody getting ready for an interview learning about people you know what man i don't do a lot of research okay you know what i'm saying yeah. because i kind of want to talk to you on the surface mm -hmm. and not that i want to sit there and say oh you know uh how's your brother you're like oh man my brother died like oh shit i didn't know <laughs> you know what i'm saying but i like to have generic conversation i don't want to have a gang of notes and mm. i don't want to come in and you know what i'm saying we sitting we sitting down right we talking you yeah. know what i'm saying you probably looked at something on me and it was enough you know what i'm saying i was thinking about that and you know that's one problem with you is that it's hard to google you mm -hmm. because i was on, i went on youtube and i typed in big boy interview and all of a sudden it's just a wall of interviews that you had done right like and, <laughs> and then i was like you know what i don't need to watch a fucking interview with him anyway i'm gonna skim i'm gonna go through his wikipedia just get my mind wrapped around his career trajectory, and then we'll just yeah, go from there. Yeah, and, you don't and that's need, the way you, you build. Don't, you don't want to be, you know, I like Nardwar a lot. Yeah. But sometimes I feel like Nardwar knows so much about the person from early on that that creates like a division between him and the audience. Right. Because the audience doesn't know any of these things. Yeah, and my thing is I, I want to just have, I want to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. let's, let's, let's have a conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like if I, and then plus if I have an interview that's so inside with you, mm. you know what I'm saying? Or I'm trying to show you how much of a historian or, you know, how much I know of it. It's like, nah, you know, fuck it. It's you know what like I'm saying? kind of like a useless flex because yeah. most of the audience doesn't really care about the yeah, stuff like, that you're like, specialized in and knowing. And my thing is I, you know, when I have an interview with someone as well, I talk about the album this much. You know what I'm saying? And then we'll talk about everything. You know, albums and so whoop whoop. You know, but but I don't get into a lot of the you know, we'll talk, but mm. it's a break. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I I just like having I like having a conversation. You Definitely. know what I'm saying? So how did you once you started doing the on camera stuff, what was the what was the rise to where you're at now? I mean, obviously it's been twenty five years, but it's just kind of incredible that you've managed to accomplish so much. How did you separate yourself from the pack in terms of just there being so many other people trying to make it in radio? How'd you develop your own personal brand? There's a million people, and it's not braggadocious, there's a million people, but there's me. There's big boy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I can't be you. You can't be me. You know what I'm saying? So 
I can't worry about if the if the field is you know there's a lot of people on the field. All I could do is me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And the way I started radio was when I started at Power. It was a dude by the name of Rick Cummins, and Rick to- he told me he said, just go in there, be who you are. He said I could teach you radio, but I can't teach you to be a personality. He mm-hmm. said you have a personality. He said just go in there and remember the station is called Power 106. Mm-hmm. I went in. That that's it. All I can do is be me. Right. You know what I'm saying? So if I could just be me, and I don't have to be this character, and I don't have to put on a cape, then that's easy as hell. Right. All I gotta do, I can man, I can get up. I could be me with my eyes closed. With my eyes wide open, with you know, I could roll out of bed and be big boy. I don't have to like, oh shit, I gotta go into this big boy thing. You right. know, that's just me. So when it came down to whatever the 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 longevity, I don't look at it. I don't look in the rearview mirror about about what's behind me. Mm. I look, you know, forward at what what's ahead of me. You right. know what I'm saying? Like like we can't win, you know, today's game by just you know yesterday's stats and points. And you know, oh, remember when we, you know, <laughs> remember we had like ah, see that's the crazy today? thing. I feel that way too. Is like when I have to do an interview that I'm excited about, mm-hmm. it's the easiest thing in the world. When I have to do an interview that I'm just toughing it out that I didn't really want to do. That's when I have to kind of put a face on and right. really look into it and stuff. Like when I do a lot of research or notes for an interview, it's usually because I'm covering up for an insecurity of like my lack of knowledge. If right. I, if, you when know, you start I, really looking. Right. Well, you know, part of it was like, you know, I interviewed Wyclef and it was like, I'm familiar with Wyclef. I've listened to the Fuji's growing up and everything like that. But there's also like a big burden there where it's like, if I don't know enough about yeah, Wyclef, then man. I'm going to look disrespectful because his work has been very important. Yeah. And, and, and it's so, been there. Yeah. And yeah. if I had been like, so, Haiti, what's going on over there? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, well, talk to me about these fuggies. You know, yeah, like, oh, I heard shit. you had some, some issues. Yeah, but, but no, and, and you know, there's sometimes when you do have to look a little bit more, but it's out of mm, respect. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Some of the stuff is, is, is out of respect as well, man. But, but I, when I go into an interview, I try to just have enough to get me through not enough to fake it because mm-hmm. i'm not faking it I'm, I'm just intrigued by who's coming in yeah. and then when i do interviews as well adam it's it's i pick and choose you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying it's you know it's who i want to interview for whatever reason and and you know just with us you know you you talk to a lot of the younger end as well i get people man and you know i have a history of la radio and now national and international radio mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but I do get people like, what the fuck he doing in there? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's people like, still don't know about you. Not, not me, the artist. Oh, right, right, you know right, what yeah. I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? Oh, man, big, why the fuck you interviewing? You know, like, and I mean, it's, it can be a hard decision to make, though, because there are so many up-and-coming artists. Like, mm-hmm. what, what do you feel like you're really looking for? Are you looking for the conversation? I'm looking for the conversation. Someone who's good at Definitely. talking. I'm looking for the conversation. I'm looking for, you know, what you know, being intrigued. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? I'm looking. And then there's there's different tiers of, of, of the interview. I'm looking for, is this on air? Right. Is this viral? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so but I'm I'm looking for somebody that I can have some conversation with, as opposed to, you know, how you doing? Fine. Well, good. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, man, this thing, you know what and I'm saying? And that's the weird thing is that these days, a lot of times, those are the big interviews. Like, if you get a, I, mean, I don't want to throw Playboy Cardi under the bus, but I've seen him do some interviews with some people who I'm pretty sure were pretty excited to get a Playboy Cardi interview because he's so popular. And then he sort of just one words him down. And, and the, the, the thing, I've seen you do it too, where they're not talking too much. So you start going on your own little rants. Yeah. You, you, you talk for a minute and then you get five seconds out of them. And then you talk for man, a minute again. I just had Rich the Kid. Oh, he's and a, oh, Rich the Kid, dude, he was so bright eyed and bushy. And I was like, man, he's ready. Uh, and But then when we started, it was, uh, right. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. And it wasn't disrespectful. It wasn't like, 
he wasn't answering. He he just wasn't there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, ah. My Rich the Kid interview is bizarre as really? well. I, and, and that wasn't yeah. my first one. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It was just that one. Mm. I was just like, hmm. Like, yeah, it's know? a weird thing when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> when, have you ever felt like you had any like true disasters, the worst ones on camera that you just Man. wish didn't even happen? Um. Nah, nah, not not crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because we pretty much, if it's there, we put it up. You right. know what I'm saying? There's some that even there's some that's that wasn't on air that I was just like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that was that was whatever. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But but on air, and then plus I think people too, they walk in and they they know where they are. We we create a good room. You know what I'm saying? We're not there to kind of like fuck you up and beat up the artists and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if we got to ask the questions, we'll ask it, but we, you know, we, we not, we not there to just tear you, tear you apart. You know what I'm Do saying? Do you ever look at Charlemagne and you're like, wow, he's crazy. When some of the shit he Charlemagne says. was crazier. Mm, you know what I'm saying? At, at one point. And, and he would, I think Charlemagne would say, would say the same. I love how Charlemagne, because there's sometimes I'm going to tell you straight up, Adam, when I go to ask a question, sometimes I just get this little bit of heat where it's mm. like, damn, I got to ask this shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It seemed like Charlemagne just be like, I can't wait to ask this shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I think he does well at what he does. And then everybody can't be a Charlemagne. Like yeah. when he went in, Charlemagne went so hard and had lane mm. that it almost fucked up guests and everything too. You know, but, but then it's better, it's easier to take your afro and trim it down to any haircut that you want. You know mm. what I'm saying? It's easier to pull somebody back as opposed to push them forward. So I think with Charlemagne, it was easier to pull him back. And and now he's like, oh, okay, yeah. See, now. there's a lot of truth to that. When you're young, when you're first just getting started is when there's a real value in it for you to make your name by doing something crazy. And then as time goes by, you start to be a little bit more thoughtful yeah. about maintaining and relationships. And that's when we start getting, I miss the old. Oh, I miss yeah. the old. <laughs> such, I miss the old. Such, such, they like, hit you with that? You know what? Not, you know, I'll get more like when I say when I interview some of like, like I just had a kid. Is it Kid Boo? Yeah. I just had Boo. Good you know guy. what I'm saying? Good guy. Yeah. yeah. And do we had a great interview. Really? But I had people, what you doing with him in there? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Bad baby. Why that bitch in there? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, I, I like talking to people. Yeah, and it's also, it's like, I'm big boy. I didn't make them famous. Yeah, they you know just, what I'm saying? You know, like, bad baby is famous. It's not my fucking fault. Yeah, it's my job to like, contextualize you, who's famous. You in there interviewing people with no talent. Like, mm. uh, if that's the case, I've been interviewing some people with no talent my whole career. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. I, I interview. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't produce them. I ain't the, the fathers and shit. Do you pay attention to the ratings on the radio? Or do you pay attention to the YouTube views? Do you what? What do you pay attention to? I don't, any of any, it? I don't really watch any of my interviews. Okay. And because once it's up there, what can I do about it? Right, exactly, I don't read. Yeah. I don't read comments. I don't and watch all that it shit. for sure. But but yeah. are you concerned? Are you judging yourself based on like the the radio numbers? Not which, at all. No. Nah, because those be those are up and down, and I can't mm. like I can't gauge my so called success off of you know what I'm saying. Mm. I just like I don't walk out in the mall and hear people go big boy and be like, oh, I'm validated. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying. I just I get up, bro, and, and and it's like a graduation walk. I just put one foot in front of the other. You know what I'm saying. And my thing is. I just try to make today better than yesterday and tomorrow better than today. And I don't I don't trip off of what everybody else is tripping off of, bro. Mm. If that was the case for 25 years of radio, I'd be dead. You mm. know what I'm saying? Just off the fucking stress. I don't let it I don't let it stress me out. Right. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, mm. I just feel like, you know, you being in the game for so long that it must have been so interesting going through these transformations in radio, like this transition into the internet, which you seem like you've navigated pretty yeah. well all things considered. Yeah, because you're a dinosaur yourself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Everything 
has changed since I got into radio. When I first got into radio, commercials was on carts and we were slicing, you know, reel to reels and all that shit. All these skills that yeah, you don't if, need anymore. Yeah, and if I would have been like, no, nah, man, I got to keep on these reel to reels, they'd yeah. be like, man, well, you out the game. Yeah. You know, then once we went computerized, all that shit. So now the only thing that fucked me up about today's radio is that now your radio show has turned into a TV show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Radio used to be like, fuck it, I'm going in. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, ah, fuck, I got to shave. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, ah. You know, that's why when I saw you today, I'm like, man, he growing his shit in. I can do that shit. Like yeah. me, I got to fucking shave. And, you, you used know? to be able to go to the radio station in, in sweatpants and oh, man. looking like a bum. Oh, like man. Doing whatever. I still were walking because now our show is on Fuse as well right. every day, too. So now there's another element, mm. but I still walk in there fucked up. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I'm I'm good, right. you know. And and I would rather people see me with my perfect, you know, imperfections uh. than filter face and all that kind of shit. So I'm like, uh. well, I mean, that's also probably one of the benefits of being what 49. You notice I curse a lot. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. But 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 being 49, you also have kind of gone through that where you you're like, you know what? I'm post sexiness. Yeah, my yeah, sexy yeah. part of my life is over. I and get to just be me now. My thing is this, man. I had never been sexy anyway, so you <laughs> know was never your look. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know how to explore that shit. I'm really you know? interested in that though. It's like, to what extent was your obesity part of your personality, or how did that shape you as a younger person? And it's interesting that you're always into martial arts, but then you're also extremely heavy. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know. A trip, man. I had been heavy so long that I didn't know not being heavy. Mm. So I wasn't like the depressed heavy guy, and I wasn't the being teased heavy guy. I always, you know, I was always the the one you wanted to be around, and I wasn't funny by being self-deprecating yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, like you know, and I would have fun with me, but it wasn't. Let me say it before you say it, I wasn't eight miling mm -hmm. myself. You know what I'm saying? Right, my, you know. So, but when I got to three and four, and my biggest weight, Adam, was over 500 pounds, right? Wow. But at 500 pounds, I was so happy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it sound, I know it may sound crazy, but I was, you know, I could accommodate being 500 pounds. And that's what was scary about it. If I needed to drive, I can get the bigger car. If I needed a suit, I can, you know, I had a tailor. If I had, you know, I was accommodating. I was so good in my skin. You had made it work. You figured yes. it out. Yeah. Yes, man. And exist. then I was big boy. I made That's people enjoy yeah. this big 500-pound guy. Like, now I look at it, and I'm like, what the fuck? Mm. But at the time, like, even when I went to go lose weight, I even thought, like, am I going to lose a part of me? Mm. Am I going to lose my, uh, you know, am I going to lose what big boy? And I, then I was like, you know what, bro? It's not going to mean anything because you're going to be dead anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I really felt that if I did, and I'm talking about I'm big boy, I'm having fun, I'm this. And then at some point you say, okay, do you have more years behind you than you have in front of you? Mm. And when you thought about it, I was like, do I see any 60-year-old, 500-pound men walking around, and if they are, are they unassisted? Right. And that answered my question right there, man, that, that nothing tastes better than life. You wow. know what I'm saying? And and it wasn't like I had high blood pressure, I had diabetes, and I was just, you know, you got to do this. It was just something. My mom passed at 57, right? And even when my mom passed, it wasn't like a light that just came on. Mm. You know, we was having homies die and this, that, and the other, but it was, mine was kind of like a dimmer. It was like this slow switch that went up, and then I was like, 
got to get it together. Yeah. This before my kids and everything. So right? there wasn't some some moment where the doctor told you you got to stop. Or... I heard that in my whole life. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you got to, you got to, you know. At nine, it was like, hey, you know, you're starting to gain some weight there, Kurt. You know. So, so so you had surgery, but then I'm sure you also had to make like a lot of lifestyle changes. You got yeah, a lot of lifestyle changes, bro. I had I had a gastric bypass surgery like. Uh, I'm going on 16 years now. Wow, that's yeah. so much longer than I thought. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's crazy about it too, fam, is that I still walk by and I look at my reflection and be like, oh, shit. You know I what was I'm thinking that is that I don't really remember Big Boy as a fat guy very well. That's crazy. And you know, it's a trip. I wasn't even fat. I was big. Yeah. You didn't feel fat? No, I was just... Big Boy. Right, right. But that was the other guy. I would have been Fat Boy. No, <laughs> no but yeah, it, it's crazy because I'll look at old pictures and I'm still that guy. Mm. And then I'll look at pictures of me now and I'm this guy. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I would look at like, like I don't know what size pants you wear, right? 36. But th 36, all right? I was a size 66 pants. <laughs> I was an 8X shirt. And when you, when you get that size, you just say... You just say the number in the X, mm. but that's extra, 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 extra large. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I would buy my gear and do everything like it was nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't, I would walk on the beach and walk in the pool with my shirt off. Dude, I took my shirt off more at 500 pounds mm. than I would ever take my shirt off today. Right. I was, man, I was, oh. Because did you, had you fully just accepted it as part of your identity? It was just you, me. You weren't self-conscious about Not it at, at all, that bro. point. Yeah. It, was just, it was just me. And it was crazy because... All my pictures, if you looked at pictures of my growing up, all you saw was pictures of me getting bigger. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was just like, oh, okay, well, damn. Well, oh, I was like 13 there. Right. <laughs> I was like 15 there. All you saw was pictures of me getting bigger. So what is, how is your outlook on taking care of yourself changed over time? Are you somebody who's like happy to eat a healthy yeah. meal every day now? Yeah, or, yeah or man. You, and that I all kind of was part of it? I still like, you know, I still crash the car. Like I just had to get back on on my grind and everything now. You know what I'm saying? You because I started eating while? beef and yeah, mm. you know what I'm saying? It was I eat, but I just started to feel like I was getting off course. Right. You know what I'm saying? And when I get off course, then I'll go back to my green juices and you know what I'm saying? Just and just shut myself down. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I got because I only get one me. Yeah. And now that I'm getting older, it's like you can start to feel shit. Do you do you feel like when you lost the weight that it was a process of you starting to love yourself more in a way? Because I can't help but feel like, you know, I said that to my girlfriend recently. I was like, if I gained 50 pounds, you would assume and you would be correct that I definitely would be at a low point in my life. Like right. something negative would have to happen to me in order for me to let myself gain a bunch of weight. But I didn't gain 50 pounds. You just were immediately. That already. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like if right now, whatever weight you are right now, right? If you lost 30, 40, 50 pounds, mm -hmm. which you probably don't even need to lose. But don't you think everybody, if I lost 40 pounds, everybody would be looking at me like, damn, like he's killing it. Like people have this people thing People don't where know how, people don't tell you, like I got so many nows. Uh -huh. Like, man, you look so good now. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck does that mean? You know what I'm saying? So like, I was looking like shit before. Yeah, okay. or man, I'm so glad you're taking care of yourself now. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I I got the nows. Yeah. But I didn't look, you know, it's a trip. I, I still, like I wrote a book. And I still kind of look back at him and I say, there's still times where I was like, dude, were you really happy? Yeah. And I really like, yeah, you were. And then I'm like, dude, okay, are you tripping? Were you happy or were you? And I was like, no, nah, dude, like even my team, my homies, everything, they'll be like, no, nah, Kurt, be, no, nah, you was happy, homie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Am I happier now? I couldn't imagine. And this not, not, not on any, I'm talking about me. I couldn't imagine being 500 pounds and, 
trying to take care of my kids mm. or walking my kids into a school, you know, because mm. now I'm on the other side and I see, you know, I was like, I was one of them people too, Adam, where I didn't fuck around either. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't play mama jokes. I don't do, you know what I'm saying? So I was one of those where we could play around, but I also will fuck you up too. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so people knew that I wasn't like the fat punk. I wasn't a bitch ass, all that kind of stuff. So, now, but so I didn't hear a lot of the crazy shit, you right. know what I'm saying? But now that I'm on the other side, I'm like, I hear a lot of the prejudice and the crazy shit mm. and how, how comfortable people can get, you know what I'm saying? Right. I'm like, the I'm at the white people dinner table, you know, when we leave and shit. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, you know, what as, I'm as a non obese person, <laughs> yeah, now? yeah, exactly, okay. bro. Easy call. Wow, that's really interesting, yeah, because I mean, that that is like a weird moment that society is going through in a way where there's this whole movement to stop body shaming yeah, to man. the point where I've seen people post photos like look how much weight I lost and people are like this is triggering people who yeah. are dealing with their weight like you shouldn't be Let shaming people you, man, for this when I was 500 pounds I was the biggest body shamer to everybody. I talked so much shit. You know what I'm saying? About just even fat the homies, or? yeah, even the homies that was like 250, I'd be like, man, you fat motherfucker. And I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, really? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, oh, okay, like, man, you need to slow down. They're like, oh, okay, like, right. you ain't got no mirrors in your house. Like, the hell? Right. So, um, as a as a citizen of hip hop, this is kind of an interesting thing to me. Is just how do you how do you view the culture as a whole and, and how you care about it? Because it's sort of you know when you look at people who are working in rap, there's this conversation that's constantly happening about the culture and being you know a true fan of rap and what that means and everything. It's interesting to me like what keeps you so attached to the the actual hip hop culture as a guy who realistically you're removed from a lot of the reasons why you were so into it in the first place. You know mm -hmm. you're not just on the block with your Friends right. listening to music and stuff like what still keeps you passionate about about the, the you world know what it is man of? I still I still consume it mm. I'm I'm still with it you know what I'm saying I'm not putting on a on a ski mask and robbing from the culture and shit because I help build it mm. you know and I think I care about it more than a lot of other people and it's crazy because when I worked at Power and now that I work at Real and, you know, I would get people say, man, what y'all know about hip hop? People don't know what kind of hip hop card I really have and mm. what I can recite and who I fuck with. You know what I'm saying? And so when I fast forward to today, I'm more concerned about how we preserve it. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like, take care of what we're taking care of today. That's why I don't hate on nobody that's doing something today, because at one point, everybody probably got some kind of hate. There's always been different, you know, all these mumble rappers. Okay, well, what about the people that did the Pee Wee dance and did the dance records? And mm. then you had the public enemy doing this. And so, you know, so there's always been different tiers amongst the genre. I just don't want us to, we, we let so much in right now that I don't want us to, to fuck up our genre, like blow it up from the inside. Mm. Because at one point, it was so many people that was trying to explode. I don't want us now that we have it to implode like mm. just just us just 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 fucking it up or us beating up on each other and you know what i'm saying like this this thing has gotten bigger than i can't say anyone imagined but this thing has gotten bigger than anyone has imagined i remember right. getting suspended from school for freestyling really i remember when i would go to the concerts and it was all all black 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? Then it became black and brown. Now you go to a hip-hop show, Adam, and I remember one time I was rolling past this hip-hop show, and I said, man, if I just recorded this crowd, you wouldn't know what <laughs> show I was going to. Yeah. But that's where, it, you know, that's the evolution of this thing that, that we call hip-hop, you know? But whatever it is, man, I just want, if it's, oh, the real got to stay real, I think we all got to keep our hands on the wheel. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because... If not, then, you know, if we take our hands off the wheel, we could, we, it, it, it'll crash. You it's know? weird because in this moment. It's not we, too big to fuck up. We all kind of take it for granted that rap is the most popular form of music yes. right now. Whereas for the majority of both of our hip hop fandom life, it hasn't been number one. And you were sort of looking at rap as like, you know, an up and coming yeah. style of music that to, to me, it was always number one because I couldn't really conceive of being that big of a fan right. of anything else. But now like being in this position, it is interesting. Like, cause the, I, I remember even five years ago when EDM was really having its moment. And I was just like thinking about it in that weird way. Like, man, this, this is going to be interesting. Like, what if rap starts to take a back seat more and Dude. EDM really becomes a thing? Because I'm so culturally out of touch with EDM that there's just no chance I could bullshit my and way into pretending think, to be a when, real fan. When you look at that, that's the way people looked at hip hop. So it, mm. it really think I really think like, damn, what is could it have been EDM? Yeah, because it was a fad. It wasn't gonna last. It wasn't real music. And now you look, and it's the biggest fucking genre, the biggest part of music in the in the entire world, mm. bro. And I remember what it used to look like and how taboo it was, and and how you know how people look down on it you know what i'm saying now you fucking watching reynolds raps commercials and every tv show and this that and the other and, and everybody's everybody's rhyming and so much of the culture the cultural conversation is based around rap in the yeah. sense that like you know if some rapper says something that's offensive it's like it's news because he's a rapper hey man i remember years ago the far side got offered a um, Sprite commercial. Mm. And I remember the far side was like, nah, dude, we're not going to do it, dude. That's how you sell out, dude. Yeah. And they didn't do it. And then fucking Tribe Called Quest, they, <laughs> like, <laughs> like all they homies did it. Right. But now you wouldn't even think twice about, you know, possibly if it felt right to you putting your brand with something else or a Sprite of the world or something like that coming because they know the numbers that we do. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They know the influence that we have. We just got to be, you know, not not just the influencer. We got to make sure that we, you know, pretty much own what we're doing as mm. well. And I don't mean as just as black men. I'm talking about us at, in the culture of, of, of this. You know what I'm saying? Because we... There's so many people that paid our tuition into the school of experience. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We we got to know better. We got to do better. Mm -hmm. And and I think that with this thing called hip hop and the genre that we love and the genre that we t that we're taking care of, we got to continue to make sure that we do take care of it. That we don't you know, beat up our, our younger artists and beat up our older artists for any kind of differences, this, that, and the other, man. Because if we all just came together, and I'm not saying, like, we all the world and we all in the studio and it's everybody in there, mm -hmm. Curtis Blow and this motherfucker <laughs> and all that. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. but enough to say, man, learn about that too, man. Right. Learn your history and and and, and pay, and not, you don't have to pay homage by kicking a rhyme or something, but but just, just know that there was somebody before you as well. Like, I don't shit on anybody from radio beforehand. I don't shit on any, try not to shit on anybody from life beforehand. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm hoping that we continue to take care of this thing called hip hop, man.
how do white people be good hip-hop citizens like what's required because I've, I've when i look at my time in hip-hop is like certain examples of people who just do a really great job of getting respect from the culture as a whole and i can also think of other white people who have just absolutely been trashed by the culture and it you doesn't what, work man? out for it it's it's so big now that i think that it belongs to everybody. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It belongs to everybody now. Some people going to love that answer. Some people going some people going to hate it. You know, was it a for us, by us, is it just us or whatever you want to whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? But it belongs to everybody now. You know, I just, you know, are there some people that's misusing it? Yeah. But it does it come with a shade? Does it come with a hue? Does it come with a color? People taking care of hip hop and fucking up hip hop in all shades right now. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel even sitting down with you, Adam, that you you take care of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, do you do you talk to a lot of the, the young motherfuckers and they come in fucked up, but you ain't leaning these motherfuckers before they come <laughs> in and you know what I'm saying? And say, hey, you know, so they so always I, ask me if I have drugs, and I'm always like, no. And also I feel kind of uncomfortable about you asking me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ain't got nothing here. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then somebody else gonna run up in this motherfucker. You <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah. Imagine those are stash houses yeah. would not be good. Oh yeah. my God, can you I wouldn't even be here. Can you imagine we both got raided? Oh I'm like, God. shit. I, then I have to Takashi 69 you like, oh, oh my God, man. I saw the whole stash. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I'd be testifying against you. It's in front with <laughs> the like, sodas. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, easy call. Yeah. But so, yeah, like... You, that you was said, a little pause right no. there. <laughs> <laughs> but you say, you say, like, you know, you feel like it belongs to everyone as a whole, but do you sometimes see that, that maybe like an overreaction in a sense where certain people feel like there's been too much of influence and black people don't have enough of a say or enough control. There's always got to be that fear that outside interests are going to sort of inherit yeah. and, and corrupt the culture. Yeah, but right? we've been seeing that for years. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? From day been, one, hip hop yeah. labels and we've have been, been all white men. All white labels, all white managers. I think now that we're starting to see even more so, we're starting to see where we're generating the dollars. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Where we're making the deals, where even if it is, you know, we doing our own streaming. We doing our own shows. We doing because you don't need you need the machine, but you don't need that machine. Right. Remember back in the days, Adam. Everybody, oh, I got to be on Def Jam. Mm -hmm. Now people are like, oh, I don't have to be on Def Jam. Right. I got to be on such as that. No, I don't have to be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I think at one point we were. I thought I think that we were being used, so called being used more mm. than than now. You know what I'm saying? There, there's still, you know, you still want to see people that get on, you know, and it's still monopolizing and it's still controlled. Just like when we see what's going on with the, uh, even with the weed game, mm -hmm. you know, what used to be, you know, some street level shit. Then now, you know, once, you know, we starting to get it legalized and then all these big ass companies going to come in mm -hmm. that got the money and got the influence and they're, they're going to own it. The same way we saw hip hop. Hip hop where, where it was was created, however you feel like it really was created, you know, whatever block, you know, whatever borough, then once it got here, somebody else started to to control it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I think that we saw that early on. But now I'm looking at companies and I'm looking at people that's kind of taking their own, you know, taking their own careers into their own hands and doing their own doing their own merch and doing their own streaming and doing, you know, you know, I, mm. I think we got a, we got a little bit more of a ownership on. But with that being said, too, I think that a lot of people are getting in the game a little bit easier as well. And mm. I think that's where people have a 
that's not real music or they didn't pay no dues and they, you know, but I mean, we had a sign at the time. I feel like to a certain extent that there's more power in the hands of the artists at this point. I now, remember I was in the studio with a, a, like with a label and they were going to have a meeting with Lil Xan before he signed mm -hmm. and, you know, he's managed by Stat Quo and I was listening to Stat Quo have a conversation with the label where he was basically telling the label like in less in po more polite words than this but more or less it was like fuck you we don't need you yes. we, we need many millions of dollars to sign because we know that we have the yeah. power right now and you guys want it you. and there's five other labels that are hollering at us right now so like just seeing him flex that muscle and realizing that the power was in his hands dude that was really cool we don't need you mm. and, and that and that even goes to now radio you know what I'm saying? Like, I see that a lot where back in the days, yeah, you got the Jay-Z's and the this and that's of the world. You know what I'm saying? And now, you you know, there's some people, they don't do interviews anymore. Mm. You know? And that's an interesting thing that's happened. Yeah. yeah. Or even like now, dude, I still haven't gotten fucking Travis Scott in there. I can get Travis Scott on the phone, mm. but I can't get him in the studio. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's become that too. Like, you know, it's crazy because I've even had people, Adam, that I had on and, oh, man, big, I need to get on. I need to get on. And we get them in and we do this, do this. And then the next thing you know, these motherfuckers go or go a little bit more or blow up and then... They don't, you know, they yeah. don't come in anymore. I remember when turn I turn on Ellen, they don't fucking Ellen <laughs> for the for the culture. You know what I'm saying? I remember when I first started getting into doing this, that somebody, like a journalist or whatever, they said to me, because I was trying to get Lil Uzi Vert and 21 Savage, and I was having a hard time getting them early on. And somebody told me, like, yo, I remember a year ago, 21 and Lil Uzi were thirsty for coverage. And they're like, you know, just keep in mind how fucking quick shit changes. Yeah, man. Because that yeah. happens really quick. I literally tell artists, like, hey, man, hopefully I'll see you again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like real shit, because you just don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You just don't know. And then with your, with your influence now, dude, like, you're bigger than the so-called label. Mm. You make more sense to the direct audience that these people are trying to get at, then, you know what I'm saying? Like, like there's some people say, oh, man, go do Kim. I'll be like, nah, fuck that. Go do No Jumper. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, But real talk, at a certain point in their career, and a lot of labels realize this, is that early on, you probably want that underground look. And like a real mainstream look for you as an artist early on is probably going to be a really bad look because it's going to make you look too corporate. Because now the labels are all convinced with fooling the audience into thinking that these industry plant type rappers are authentic. And mm. the, the thing about the industry plant title now is just that the labels are smarter. So talented artists are getting signed super early, so it feels like people are industry. Are there when interviews they're not. you won't do? Yeah, or definitely. when you do interviews just to do not not be like oh I got to do them, but would you do mm. an interview to like feel like okay I, I just want to talk to this person, or there's just something that you're like man I ain't gonna do that shit. Like, I mean, there's definitely people that I just think are so whack that I wouldn't want anything to do with them. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of people I think are kind of whack, but at the same time, it's interesting and yeah. and really, it's like <laughs> if they're gonna be popular, then. They have a story that's probably worth telling. Yeah. If people want to hear it, even if I think it's corny, it's like, but that's also me. I'm trying to wrap my head around people. I'm trying yeah. to understand what the hell they're 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 doing or what they're working on here. How do you tell someone no? Man, my favorite thing to say when people come up to me on the streets, like, how do I get an interview? I just say, Man, you gotta get cracking in the streets. And they're like, What's that mean? And I'm like, You gotta get your music popular. Yeah. And they're like looking at me like, Well, 
obviously that's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's what I'm coming to you for. Yeah. Yeah, I like, like, no, 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 no. You got to get, you got to get a popular song. What, Bare minimum. Give me a song with a couple million views or something. One thing people really, they feel like, man, they do your show. They go. Yeah. You, and I get yeah. the same thing with radio. Like big, all we got to do is get in. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Like you got to, you, you got to give me something mm. too. You know what I'm saying? If like, I do an interview with you right now, it's going to get, you know, 10,000 views and nobody's going to watch it going forward. And that's it. It's like, you have to have some kind of momentum for you yeah. get an interview. Gotta it's have some this waste. and that. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely got to be this. Definitely got to be something to talk about. And if I were rappers, a lot of them who want interviews, that's what I would be thinking is like, how do I reverse engineer this situation? How do I become newsworthy to the point where people want to interview me regardless? Mm -hmm. yeah. And that, that's what leads a lot of people to faking shit. And that's what I tell people too. I say, man, you know what, man? Go over here and do what you do. And then you will get our attention. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and then it just it, it feels a lot better. I've had I've had artists that, you know, I remember doing I had um DC Young Fly on, right? Mm. And DC Young Fly comedian, he's also an artist, does well, got movies, everything, you know. And I don't read DMs. Mm -hmm. I just had him probably two months ago, if that, probably a little bit longer. I saw a DM from him from 2014. Wow. But at 2014, you know, for one, I don't check DMs, but 2014, we probably wasn't ready to sit down. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But that dude kept his work going. Yeah. And then that motherfucker kicked my door in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No pun intended with what, no. what, just, <laughs> what just happened to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, easy, easy to understand. No, that, I mean, that happens all the time where I, uh, Lil Yachty signed a QC. And then I, remember, I was reading an article, like an interview with Coach K and, and Yachty. And, and Yachty said, like, I DM'd you before you ever signed me. And Coach K goes into his DMs and sees the old DM just sitting yeah. there. And he didn't even know. <laughs> Sorry. I know. That's, that's, that's kind of a scary thing with me because when I do these live streams, I'll listen to so many young artists that sometimes I miss them. Mm -hmm. I missed Megan Thee Stallion. I saw it on live stream. I thought it was cool, but I didn't follow up on it. And when I think about it now, it's like you would have been wise to have followed up. Like you have to pay more attention. You have to get better but at being able to spot so this talent. There's so much out there too. Mm. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Challenge. There's so much, man. And then it's like, how much time do you give everything? You mm. know what I'm saying? Because sometimes, bro, there could be a flame over here that we don't recognize, but then, you know, we recognize the fire. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, you uh, man, there's sometimes where I meet somebody, and anybody that tell me this, like, hey, bro, I'm gonna sit with you one day. I believe it. Right. You know what I'm saying? I believe it. But I can't always know every song. There's so many artists, man. Mm. There's so you know, not even just the Lils. There's just so many artists that. I would be lying to you to sit here and say, I know them all. They're all on my radar mm -hmm. and all that shit. It's like, man, you know, I'm trying to be a dad. Yeah. I'm a husband. You know what I'm saying? And is I that, have all this fucking time. Is that a concern for you is like being able to create that balance. Cause like for me right now, I'm still kind of at the point where, you know, I get up at eight in the morning and like last night I got home at two 30 in the morning yeah. and I was working the whole time and I feel great about it. It was honestly like one of the best, days I've had like I just felt so productive and that made me really happy and I always am thinking about that like when I have kids or when I have more stuff going on in my life that is separate from my career mm -hmm. how will I create that balance you don't you don't have kids now no. I'm gonna tell you bro I, I saw you in Australia and everything too was that your queen yes yeah travel do everything that you can do mm. everything because you when you have kids you'll say man what was I doing before I had my kids mm. was life important and once you get your kids, you'll understand that's a whole different, it's a whole different kind of hustle. Yeah. But what you do right now, man, continue to hustle. 
I got a wife, I got kids, and I love it, but I got to live through you, too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you how many fucking times I looked at your picture when you was in Australia. <laughs> and I was like, damn, I wish I could just go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, but no, nah, you know, but the one thing about it, man, is that you are a provider and a taking care of, you know, taking care of so many, you got so many kids right. that you do take care of. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So how do you even, you got to even divide that. Mm. You got to divide, you know, being business enough, being social enough, being, you know, personable enough, mm. being a, you know, a personality. Like there's a, a being a friend, yeah. homie, there's a lot of shit that you're already dividing your time with, man. Like people think that they want the Adam 22 every, you know, but oh, I want that. But no, you got to take it all. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You got to take Everything. If you if you want a little bit of me, you got to take all of me. You yeah. know, people think like, oh man, I want to. No, you don't want my job. Yeah. Because you don't want your brother dying last year. You don't want your mom being dead. You don't want to. You know, you got to take it all. Mm -hmm. If if you want a little bit, you got to take it all. It's not a buffet. You got to take the entree. That's facts. Hello. This is one of the main things I want to talk to you about before we wrap this up. Is at some point in the last few years, you flexed your muscles and you switched stations up. You switched your whole position. Like how? What? What motivated you to do that? And to what extent was it important for you to have more control over your content, your yeah. catalog? I noticed you have your own YouTube channel at this point and everything. It was, man. It was to me, Adam. It was. It was time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um, it was just one of those things where you say, you know. What do I do for me and my family? At one point, man, you start you 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 went real hard for the brand. You went real hard for the team, and then you get to a point where it's like, damn, you know, things are feeling different. And what do you? What move do you make that that's for you and that's for your family? And that's the move that I made when I switched when I switched radio stations. You know what I'm saying? When I left Power 106, man, I loved Power. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, I was like, oh, I'm out of here. These motherfuckers treat me wrong. You know, I just saw something that was coming, and I felt like it's time. Mm. You know, the world is changing, and you got to go. I've been offered to leave radio stations my whole career. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people in radio, they just are bouncing around yeah, their whole man. career. You've been weirdly consistent. And and I was at Power for 21 years. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And I felt like I was going to retire my jersey with Power as well. You know, it's just that certain things, you know, happen in your life. And I never, there, there's a song by Lloyd, and I'm going to mess it up, man. When he say, uh, disappeared from the team, disappeared from the team, left my old Disappeared from the team or the scene left. Disappeared from the scene, left my old team. Mm. Had to find a new approach to an old dream. But it's not to take a shot at my own my old team, you know. So that's what I had to do. I had to disappear from the scene. I, you know, they got me off of air for a little bit, you know. And I just had to kind of just assess and you know. And, and it's not a shot at my old team, but I had to find a new approach to an old dream. Mm. And that's the main thing that I had to do, man. Was was get up and say, okay, you know what, man? What are you? What are you gonna do mm. for you, your family, your longevity, your sanity, for your everything? And and it, it was time. Right. Uh, was it important for you to basically like have more ownership over your content, or what, what was the goal in particular? The content, I you know, with without a lot of legal shit, I owned anyway. Right. You know what okay. I'm saying? I, I owned it anyway, but it came with a price. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? They don't just give you a shit. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So it was, yeah, it was more of like, how do I continue this brand? Mm. 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? How do I continue this brand? You know, and it's it's company to company. I don't own fucking real 92.3. I don't own iHeart. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it was company to company. Which one do I feel like now in this part of my career that I could get some get a little bit more longevity? Which one of these, you know, do I feel is, you know, if I'm going to ride out into the sunset? You know what I'm saying? Because it's all going to come to an end at some point. Yeah. You know, it's just about, you know, how do you continue to have your ownership and, and your sanity and, you know what I'm saying, and be respected in the buildings and shit like that. You're still dealing with that lawsuit? Nah. No, it's over. Yeah, that's Because I saw $3.5 million. I'm like, that's a lot of money. Yeah, even, it is. even for big boy. Yeah, hell yeah, it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, it's a trip, man. I, I got to a point where, you know, with without going into a lot of the, the legal stuff, man, you know, I had taken pay. It was it was a lot. It was mm. a lot. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot. They're flexing because the radio world has changed so much that you know at a certain point they got to work their leverage. Huh? And, and anybody that know man that really know, I did this. You know what I'm saying? I was I was quiet. You were a, a soldier. Yeah, I was very quiet, bro. You know what I'm saying? And they were probably quiet too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it, it it worked out. The one thing I knew that if I left power, that power wasn't going to blow up without me right i just had to make sure that i didn't blow up without them like and i mean like over right you know i wasn't gonna leave them and they was gonna be like oh well big left like how long they bench you for i was on bench for like a month was it a, a weird month was that the longest yeah. you've gone without being on the radio that was a man i you mean, start to feel like you're losing your identity oh, man, a little bit? i was at the house doing the show by myself and shit <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> have my daughter stuffed animals and shit around like big boy <laughs> growing a beard and shit with a robe on I drink have coffee. I don't even fucking drink. Like, oh, you know, like yeah. my wife was like, "Baby, shower." What? For what? I got nowhere to yeah. go. I went on vacation with my girl uh, in December for like three weeks, oh, and man. you know, about, and I'm in Japan too, which is kind of weird because I couldn't really talk to anybody besides her. <laughs> and I, you know, I started to really like kind of feel that, like I'm starting to forget who yeah, I am, man. and like you know, because you you forget that you're constantly reinforcing your ego, even when I'm hanging out in the front of the store and taking a bunch of pictures and stuff. Sometimes it feels a little annoying. But that's the stuff that look, like reminds you who you are. Hell yeah. Being out there away from everything, I started to almost forget. And I was doing, like, I still had my syndicated show. So I was still going to go do my syndicated okay. show every day. But I got used to getting in the same elevator for 21 years. Oh, man. I no. got used to getting off the same floor for 21 years. Yeah. I got used to the same studio for multiple years and the same people. Yeah. So at some point when you leave on a Friday and they say, oh, no, you can't come back. You like, oh, the fuck? Right. You know what I'm saying? So so it is a kind of like like, oh shit, you know. Yeah. But it also sets you out that to let you learn in life, bro. Like when I lost my mom, that let me know I can live without anything. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Is that the most pain you ever been through? The most pain I've ever been through, homie. I live in fear of that. Yeah, daily. you know, and it's a fucked up club to be in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when I lost my mom, that let me realize that I could live without anything. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Now that I have kids, it's not about living without anyone. But I could live without. I can get up and get. I can get up yeah. because I never thought that I can get up without my mom. So can I get up without this and that? And like, Hell yeah, I can get the fuck up. You wow. know what I'm saying? I'm gonna get up. Only thing I need is for God to wake me up. But I'm gonna if God wake me up, I'm gonna get out of bed. Right. And that's the way. That's the way I was. You know, I was like, shit, shit is different. But I don't get up. Wow. What, you know? what, what is your productivity level like? Like, are you, you're creating a huge amount of content every day, doing the yeah. radio show, the syndicated show. Like, wh what time do you wake up and when are you going to? I get up at, like, 3.30. Yeah. 
I get up at 3.30. That's why when you said I got up at 8, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, eight's early to I'm me. I'm like, that's fucking, but you went to sleep at 2.30. Right, but you know I, also, I say this as a person who was waking up at noon for like the majority oh, of my man. life until the past few years. Dude, when I didn't do mornings, yeah, you people knew they couldn't even call my house before 11 o'clock. Right, yeah. And I remember, man, you remember the Baker Boys? I do. Baker Boys was the one who got me my radio gig, right? Oh. And I remember I would get up in the morning because I did the nights, and I would look, and it'd be like 7.30, and I'd be like, fuck, the Baker Boys are at work right now. Like, right. that fucking sucks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And now I'm the guy that's getting up at like 3.30 in the morning and shit. And right. I, you know, I get up. We try to make it to the station like in the 5 o'clock hour. Uh -huh. Then I record um, any other stuff that I have to do for like my national show. You know, then I go live at about 6. Uh-huh. And we sign off at about 9.40, 9.45, 10 o'clock on air. But live, we fly, we about 9.45. Okay. Any interviews that I have. So I do what I do is post-production, post any recordings, commercials. And then I start my interviews like around 10, 15, about 10.15. Okay. Then, you know, anything after that is production, work, meetings, all that kind of shit. You know, so I, I try I try to be home. If I can, it depends. If I, I try to be home by like three, four o'clock every day. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But then there's other shit where it's like, you know, yeah. there's, there's days, you know, I could be out the station if I wanted to at 11. Yeah. But that can't be every day. People think, you know, like, man, y'all off at 10 and then you have your whole day. Like, no, I don't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I'm constantly working. I'm, yeah. const I'm constantly. If running. you got a big chunk of empty hours in the day, then you got to fill that up with whatever yeah. you can and do. And people to... make sure they fill it up for you. I yeah. fill it up. <laughs> yeah. You know, then there's times I look at my calendar, like what the fuck I put all this on my calendar for? You know what I'm saying? Like, ah, shit. But you know what? It's like, man, I enjoy what I do. I enjoy what I do. I enjoy people. I enjoy being out. You know what I'm saying? I enjoy big boy. I love all that shit, man. So it's if you're like still I in never love with your up. own ad libs, that's a yeah, good sign. You know what I'm saying? Big boy. But like I don't get up. You know, and of course you get up like, damn, it's early. Mm. But I don't get up and say, man, fuck, I gotta go to radio. Right. You know what I'm saying? Ah, I gotta go to work and entertain people. And shit. you know, I enjoy I enjoy what I do. And there's there's a lot of people who can say they do. And there's a lot of people who don't enjoy what they do. Definitely. So I take it. I take it as a blessing, man. Is it hard? Hell yeah. Is it trying? Hell yeah. Is it hours different? Yeah. Is it, there's a lot of shit that I could tell you what's wrong with it. Yeah. But I wouldn't take none of that and throw it all away and say I'm done. You know, I was reading an interview with I think Jay Leno, and they're asking him what the key to his success of being on the air for you know dozens and dozens of years was and stuff, and he said like the trick is the first seven years of like being consistent with creating a show or a piece of content or whatever. And I just thought like that put it in perspective for me so much is that like whatever's going on right now is irrelevant. It's about, this is about keeping it going. And yeah. if you really want to be great in entertainment or the industry or whatever, it's like, that's what it's about. It's not yeah, about man. your day-to-day -day failures. It's about having that, that strength to keep doing the same thing over and over and over. Not, not always the same thing. You got to evolve and adapt yeah. and everything, but to just keep going. And, and you, and you have to, and I'm telling you, man, it's like, even with me, I've been with iHeart and Real for for the last four years. Adam has seen that that four years went like that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you got to constantly reinvent yourself. You know, you got you got to see what that next wave is. What I do is I try to work six months to a year in advance. You know what I'm saying? If somebody say, oh, there's a movie. I'm like, when does it come out? Oh, it comes out in November. So I know, okay, I do it today. Then November, I got another project that's going to pop. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So I always try to stay stay ahead of myself. And now, even when, when you sat down with my artist, Tay F. Third, man, I'm, I'm like on, on you know, low-hanging fruit. Like, 
music for me, I broke so many artists. Mm. I've interviewed so many artists that with me, low hanging fruit is like, okay, well, you know what? Not because, you know, I should have always did this. I just feel like it's the time now to start big boy music. Mm. And that's why I've paid a lot of tuition to the school of experience. I've seen a lot of shit and I'm like, okay. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it takes somebody special to get next to him. Is Tay the first person that you've actually been confident enough that you wanted to sign him or you wanted to help develop their career? No, nah, not at all. You know, I'm, uh, Tay's whatever to me. It's his buddy that, you know, <laughs> that uh, that I really wanted. But it's just hard to shake Tay and get his homie Big Rome. Oh, okay. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah, once I get Tay out the way, then I, the real artist is Big Rome. Okay. Tay, Tay, you know what I'm saying? So I was, good Tay was drinking something at the station this morning. I don't know what it was. It looked like lean. <laughs> No, no, Tay was one of those cats, man, where Tay, you know, he from Long Beach and Tay, Tay F. Third was just somebody that I saw early on. Right. Then the jerk, are there, are there people that can, that I felt like, oh man, he's a better writer. Okay. He's a, but he's a package. Mm. And I see Tay F. Third, I see the dude as a, as a star. Like, I like his energy. I like being around him. I like this motherfucker got tattoos of himself. Yeah. Who the fuck does that? You know what I'm saying? Like multiple tattoos of themselves. You know what I'm saying? So just a, a dude from Long Beach, man, he's been loyal to the soil that he's been next to me. And I'm like, man, you know what? You continue to work. And this motherfucker, and even the last year of seeing how he just kind of pulled himself back and the way that he got back into a zone. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because shit wasn't popping for him with big boy music. He stayed labeled. He stayed loyal to the soil. And he stayed next to me. Mm. And he redefined and refined and got his shit together. And, and now, you know, the little dude is going, man. I'm blushing right now. Dude, you should blushing. be blushing. Do you ever... Do you um, ever... You off mic. Thank you, Tay. <laughs> I do radio. You think you know better than this. Big boy? Yeah. Uh, do you ever worry about Tay getting you wrapped up in the shenanigans because he's been known... I've seen videos of him handing out fades on the internet. Does that yeah. worry you at all? You know what, man? As long as the fades stay with him, take okay. out a circle around him too. You know uh, what I'm saying? And it's not just Long Beach. It's not this. It's not that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if if anybody and not and I, and we, I don't take it on and I don't ask for it. You know what I'm saying? But Tay is not offensive. You probably may see some things, and it's not offensive. His defense is immaculate mm. because the motherfuckers he got around him. He's defending all the Crips worldwide. No, not even the Crips. <laughs> I'm talking about. There's a cat by the name of Brother Steve. Okay. He got a circle around him. You know what I'm saying? So when I see Tay fighting Trippy Red, I'm like, man, what the fuck you doing? You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm at my birthday party. He fight 03 Greedo. I'm like, dude, are you trying to fight all the rappers of the shit? You know what I'm saying? Wow. Seeing him fighting his homie. I mean, but those those are growing pains. You know I would what I'm saying? I'd love to hear about the conversation that led to a fight with Greedo. That, that's got to be interesting. It was probably, uh, I think Greedo said, uh, Watts and oh no oh. <laughs> no no it was we were we you were gotta tell me after this. we were all together man and I'm looking and I'm seeing Greedo jumping over shit and I'm like oh him and Tay fighting we came together wow you know what I'm saying because yeah. early on Greedo was with Big Boy Music uh. and oh, I it didn't happened know that yeah okay, here yeah we go. yeah man so it it, it happened wow. you know but when I do I just with, with Tay. Make I, I tell him even when him and Trippy Red had the situation, you know, anybody else would have taken that Trippy Red shit and exploited it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And we talk about it. We 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 shut it down. We shut him down. And we was like, hey, you know, but Tay gonna be Tay. He was on Instagram and all that shit. But where somebody else could have taken that, they could have got all these views and they could have did this and did that. And I said, man, you don't want to be the dude that fought Trippy Red. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, get 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 your music together. 
and, and, and be Tay of 30 artists. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Still protect yourself. Still protect protect your hood and rep where you're from and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? But but let's not let that be the reason why everybody's clicking. Because there's a lot of clickbait that goes on. At true. one point, I do think, like, damn, should we have rolled that shit? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, ah, fuck it. That's you know always the decision to make. Something bad happens to you, and you, you got to decide yeah. to what extent you want to exploit it. And then it. when I had, you know, this time, Trippy Red is one of, you know, one of my best interviews, too. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But that was also... Tay saying, yeah, man, big, you know, boss man, interview him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because Tay could have shut it down just on some group, show, some homie shit. Like, mm. hey, big, it ain't a good look. Yeah. But I told him, I said, hey, no, like, no, big, do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever he had with Trippy Red wasn't about, you know, him trying to step in on my shit. That was they shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't an hour shit. You know, that was <laughs> they shit. Then Tay was like, man, go ahead and do that interview, man. Yeah. I ain't tripping off that shit. Well, that's good that you're yeah. taking input on that kind of thing. Yeah, you, man. Yeah. You big, know what I'm saying? Big Boy's still loyal to the soil. In a sense, no, just, you, know, <laughs> you know, I ain't gonna die with him. You know yeah, what I'm right, saying? Okay. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm You're not gonna, gonna leave the house at three in the morning if he needs your help. Yeah, I will. Oh, you will. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Depending on what he need my help for, though. right? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm gonna ask, like, hey, what's going on? If like, he just bought a bunch of food at the grocery store and you need somebody to help nah, get it out to the that. car, no, nope. <laughs> nah. You know what I'm saying? You carry that shit one by one, homie. You bought, you bought a six pack. You got six trips. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't fucking with you. You know what I'm saying? If some real shit, I'm there, man. For sure, man. Hey, so let the people out there know where to go if they want to keep up on you if they are somehow in the dark and i just want to say it's such an honor to have because no. you're you're inspiring me on a daily basis to keep going hey man keep do you running. remember that time we called up via text or in the in uh <laughs> and he was like man i was like man i love what you do he was like oh shit this is a man this is crazy it's an honor i love what you do too man i've always been a fan of outcast listen like, i got added by big boy <laughs> and i didn't even <laughs> click the name to make sure to realize you know which what? big boy it was i just assumed it was the other one even though i was already following both big boys no, for the and, record. And, and i and i totally believe because we we had that conversation God, too you dirty know what I'm saying? moment i was hoping we could get through this <laughs> so i suppose now so i was hoping we can get through without talking about the lawsuit you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying where's andre 3000 no, it's okay yeah but hey tay come over here just show your face yes, real quick my man, man this, tay over here. this is my man tay f third man this is my artist right here man poppy yes, come on sir. over here this is my other artist poppy gordo this is the one that i told you yeah. This, this is the one that's gonna buy me the island. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So this, this is the real talent here. Yeah, this, this is the real talent right here. Do you have a yeah, camera that can zoom out a little bit? He's putting on some weight. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna need that surgery you got. Yeah. <laughs> hey, be nice. You know what I'm saying? He, he, y'all didn't hear him. Good no, he's Lord. carrying it well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it looks good. Yeah. yeah, it does. It does. It looked good on you. Grown you know and what sexy. Saying? Yeah, yeah pause, the sexy pause, earth. Pause. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, that was the, a the world's need BBWs, you know? Yeah, as we should, and we got them. Man, we got him, man. But no, it's a pleasure Drake. to be on on yeah. here with you, man. Oh, this shit man, is crazy. Thank you so much, bro. Honestly, this, this is this Happy is good. Happy back tomorrow. This is good for LA, I think. Is that we get we got a little bit of the the, the prior generation and the, the younger generation. Hell I hate calling yeah. myself young. I don't feel young at all. But. Right. Well, I don't consider you young either. But if no. you feel like you are, then <laughs> you know what can I do? You know, no. Do you put your age out? Yeah, thirty-five. Oh man, yeah, yeah. you are young, then, yeah. man. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're not younger than some of these other people, the people that's watching. Right? Listen, like if you could be a good on-air commentator and you're in your early twenties or whatever, that is a very rare situation because I feel like it takes people time to get really good at talking. Dude, I was so good early on. See, that's what you're saying that you got now that gig I'm early. Now, <laughs> now you're fraudulent. Now you're like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, but back in the days, oh. So, so that was good. Let me ask you this: Do you hit the back? Hold backwards? on, is that my phone, uh, Jose? You just recording <laughs> shit. Do I hit the backwood? I don't smoke at all. Ever? I don't. No, nah, I don't smoke. I never smoked in my life. Never. Nah, no. I never smoked in my life. I don't drink nothing. I got drunk one time. 
Yeah. One time. It when was, was that? Uh, it was Christmas Eve, nineteen ninety four. Holy shit! And what, yeah. what what happened that was so bad that you never want to do it again? It was um it was me and my ex at the time. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And I did one of those like fuck it, I'm just gonna try it. Yeah. You know, so we went and got it's nineteen ninety four. So we went and got all the the death row drinks. We got Alize, wow. gin and juice. You know what I'm saying? I Anything that I heard in hip hop. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm pounding shit, and I'm like, man, this is nothing. You Oof. know what I'm saying? I'm like, dude, and I'm really thinking, like, I can do this shit. I'm at the house. I could do this shit out in the club. Next thing I know, Adam felt like somebody ran from behind me and just jumped in my head. Yeah. I was fucked up. And I experienced everything, every emotion. I was looking in the mirror crying. So I don't, I'm, uh, I'm the motherfucker you want to be around. Yeah. I don't think you want to be around drunk big boy crying and I don't shit. Like, know what, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like holding on to the sink crying and shit. And then I was trying to sex my, my ex at the time, right? And my neighbor, I lived in my apartment, was knocking on the wall. And I remember I told my neighbor, I told my girl, I said, hey, I said, go get my gun. Mm. I said, I'm going to go shoot this motherfucker in his face. Some people shouldn't drink. Yeah, I said, <laughs> I'm going to knock on the door. And when they answer the door, I'm going to shoot him in his fucking face. Wow. Yeah, so... It's better that I and don't drink. Luckily, she she took control, or you just yeah. Had she that... didn't give me the gun. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah. So I'm I'm just not that guy. I never been. I never smoked weed in my life. So you know what I'm saying. But you just reminded me that like pretty much my first time getting drunk, I impregnated a random girl off MySpace. Are you serious? Yeah. And she called me six months later and said that she just got rid of it. And I was like, oh, thank you, God. Shit. And right now she's thinking, God, I could be rich if Hell I just yeah. had that she's kid. She's like, that's him? You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? Like, oh. She's like, man, I wish I let Damn, that one through. you was probably like, once MySpace was gone, you was probably like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. That, that thing will fuck your life up. Yeah, for real. Damn. And you was faded? I, I was drunk as shit off wine from Walmart. Yeah, yeah. See, there it is, man. And I was in Florida. See, that fucking that Florida, Walmart, and MySpace <laughs> never mix. You know what I'm saying? You got you, you to gotta be careful, That's man. There's a lot of buzzwords right there. Man, it is a pleasure to sit down with you, though. I homie. appreciate you so much, man. Thank you Easy for real. Easy call, man. Thank you so much, man. To everybody watching this, we are going to be back interviewing HaHa Davis on live Hell in long. a couple of hours. I'm staying around. Yeah, no, hey, just let me know. Easy call. Uh, Big Boy in the Morning, amazing. Thank you, man. You can catch me on Real 92.3. You can catch me at Radio Big. Bigboy.com, Instagram, I'm at B-I-G-B-O-Y, cleverly hid myself there, so you can search for me right there, Big there Boy, go. there it is. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate thank you, you so man. much for coming in. Thank it's you for having us on. a huge honor. Uh, thank you very much to everybody who watched this. I appreciate you all. Stick around. We will be back later today, Big Boy. You work. Appreciate you, Hello. man. Hey.